Welcome into Jets Nation Radio, episode 8. I'm your host, Angus Hout. To my podcast left, still no one. Why? Well, because still haven't found a co-host or guest host, but those days will be coming soon. I promise that there, my friend. You won't have to hear my incoherent ramblings anymore. I am recording on Sunday night, so if things seem a little bit weird, that's why. Uh, the reason why? Well, my weekend is Monday and Tuesday at my regular job, my 9 to 5, and uh, this weekend I'm going from Dauphin down to Winnipeg to go hang out with my girlfriend, and we're going to do cute date stuff. So, yeah, recording Sunday evening. I recorded earlier in the afternoon at my own place, but that one was a trash podcast, so uh, you get a podcast that's recorded at my actual studio that I work at at uh, 7.30 CKDM. Uh, that's that's my other job. If you were ever curious, that's what I do is I'm a radio guy. So now you know. <laughs> um, so getting into this week's episode, uh, the big question of the week, should NHL or AHL Twitter uh, rip on other teams' players that are poor, playing poorly throughout the game? Uh, this question is being asked, why? Well, Cole Caulfield is down in the AHL playing for the Laval Rockets. That's Montreal's farm team. They are playing the Utica Rockets, which is the Vancouver Canucks farm team. So they both uh, played together. Caulfield's down there. He wasn't having a great game when they were playing Utica. And the P, uh, the Twitter person for Utica was like, Hey, where are you at, Cole Caulfield? And people were like, Hey! Twitter shouldn't do that. Twitter's supposed to be a nice place. If you know anything about Twitter, it's not the world's best place. <laughs> but um, just asking where he's at. And Cole Caulfield responded uh, to a question a couple of days later. A, did you talk to the commissioner of the AHL? He, he answered, no, I didn't talk to that guy. And then carried on with that interview and saying, quote, in the future, I hope they, Twitter, people stay away from that sort of kind of thi- that sort of thing uh there are people too that's all i really have to say it really doesn't bother me that a ho- that much uh sorry let's start that quote properly um i kind of read it and kind of let it go it's not something i care for in the future i hope they stay away from that sort of thing there are people too that's all i have to say so kind of a mature response from caulfield i like that um but personally I think that having a little bit of animosity between teams over Twitter is kind of fun. And it doesn't have to be mean or belligerent, but asking where a player is during a game, it's a little bit of fun. It's kind of the lowest hanging fruit that you can possibly pick, but away she goes. Um, So that's going to happen. No big deal. No one can be really that. I don't think anyone should be upset about that. And in fact, I think Twitter beef is good. Look at the Montreal Canadiens and... Uh, her and Carolina Hurricanes over the summer, uh, getting into a stupid Twitter battle and just uh, for Cosperi Kapanen. I'm trying my best with these names. I'm brutal half the time. Better than John Scott. <laughs> Take that, John Scott. I hope you don't beat me up because you're way bigger than me. But either way, um, you look at Twitter battles like that. I think that stuff's kind of fun. Uh, you look at Brian Burke and the Oilers GM Kevin Lowe, I think that was, what, 2009, where Brian Burke threatened to fight 
uh, low in a barn. You need to look that story up. It's hilarious. Uh, they have like a Berkey story uh, from Sportsnet about that uh, somewhere on YouTube. You got to look it up. Fantastic story. And I think that stuff brings a lot of uh, a lot of fun to the NHL. And it's like, yeah, I actually hate this team because of their Twitter. Because they ripped on my guy. Now, obviously, I don't want, you know, a Jets Twitter person being like, Mark Shifley, where are you at? No, no, no. I don't want that. But if Minnesota's person was like, Mark Shifley's been missing the net all night. Hasn't made a hit. He's a trash player. That's going to make me hate Minnesota more. It's going to bring in more rivalries. It's just a good time. That's my personal opinion about it. Uh, I know other people are like, yeah, no, got to be nice on Twitter. And it's like, it's hockey. Yeah, I don't think you should be like, I need to kill a certain player. Because that's, that's garbage. That's a trash thing. And that should not be allowed. I, like Anything that you're going to harm a player or harm a per, uh, player's family, that's a trash way to look at things. But if you're like... Whew! You know, uh, Nathan McKinnon, where's your healthy snacks? That's fine. I think that's totally fun. Because you're just like, you're ripping on something that's a known fact. And you might not be friends with these NHLers, but, you know, it's one of those things. It's lots of fun. I like doing that kind of stuff. So, that's my personal opinion. And honestly, I think to get more money for the NHL, you gotta have beef. You know, you look at rap of the 90s yeah you lost biggie and tupac to gun violence r.i.p but it propelled rap into the mainstream it took it to another level and i think having beef in the nhl where it's like yeah i hate hate with a passion this twitter page because the st louis blues are just hurting my feelings good i hope they light you up i hope they light your team up i love that kind of stuff beef makes sales that's all i'll say about that so, yeah, eh, be kind about it, but don't be belligerent about it. I think one of the best ways we could do this is send gifts to the other team when the Jets score. So, you know, let's, so the Oilers are playing the Jets on Tuesday night, Tuesday and Thursday this week. I think every time the Jets score, even if it's a 7-1 blowout by the Oilers and the Jets just get one, we send out a gift be like, heck yeah, suck it, we're the best. We scored one goal. We beat Miko Koskinen or Stuart Skinner. That kind of stuff. It's lots of fun. So Tuesday and Thursday night, and even um, Friday or Saturday, whenever they're play the Jets are playing Vancouver, chirp Oilers Nation, chirp uh, Canucks Army, stuff like that. And even like tag the actual team. Or if you have a friend that is a avid follower of a team, tag them in something on Twitter or Instagram. Just, you know, Poke a little bit of fun. There's there's good ways to do this and there's bad ways to do it. Just don't be belligerent. That's all I can. That's all I can say. Uh, okay, so moving on to the Jets, I'm gonna go back and forth between the Jets and the NHL on this podcast. Um, the Jets need to start looking at the future. Uh, there are. I believe seven, it looks like seven I've written down, people that are guys that are going to need new contracts uh, for the Jets coming up next season. Fantastic. The only thing is, there's no money. So who needs to be re-signed? Andrew Kopp. He's going to want a bigger contract, and he definitely deserve, deserves it the way he's been playing. Andrew Kopp, or, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois definitely deserves a big, big, big paycheck. Uh, I mean, you can't not like that guy. Uh, 
Harkins, he's gonna he's gonna get a bridge deal, I think. Uh, Vasilainen, yeah, he's Christian Vasilainen. He's gonna get another bridge extension. Uh, Sveshnikov, he's gonna get. I think he's going to get two and a half million the way he's playing. Uh, Bolu, he's the only defenseman that's up for a contract. I don't see him getting another one with the Jets or a very small one at that at the least. Uh, and Eric Comrie, uh, I know he's only played four games, but he's won three out of the four of them. Has a stupid good save percentage, and he's probably going to get some decent money, two to three million dollars next season if he doesn't play behind. Uh, Connor Hellebuck so yeah the Jets need to find money and the way that they are going to do that I think they need to move on from Blake Wheeler as a newer fan I I know I look bad for saying that but yeah it just as a business thing I, I know it's bad culture to get rid of your captain but if your captain's banged up a lot of the time and he's not contributing a whole lot I think it's time to move on from him I like, I like Wheeler. I love the game he plays, but $8.5 million, 10% of the salary cap to one guy that's in his mid-30s, that's a joke. And I like again, like Wheeler, like his game, not $8.5 million. So it's either you, they trade him and just hope there's somebody out there that needs a good guy in the locker room, Ottawa Senators, and, and uh, they just trade draft picks for him and get some bozos who they can move on from pretty quickly. Or they have to send him off to waivers and uh, kill his contract, which sucks. I know it's not ideal. And then we have the salary cap issue and um, all of that jazz. But I think it's in order for the Jets to continue to at least make a playoff push and a Stanley Cup push, they have to cut Wheeler. It's a business thing if the Jets legitimately want to win. If they want to have a culture thing going on in their locker room, then keep Wheeler. But for right now, that's all I have to say is you got to... Wheeler has to go, and that's the only way this the money is going to work. Um, I know Stastny probably isn't going to get re-signed, so that clears up about, th I think it's $3 million. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. So Stastny, $3 million dollars. That money is going to go straight to Pierre-Luc Dubois, or most of it to PLD, and then the rest to COP, and then where else are you going to find this money? So, unfortunately, I think this, if the Jets are smart, this is the final season with Blake Wheeler. Otherwise, the Jets are going to be a basement, a basement team. Like, yeah, the Moose are doing all right, but I'm not moving many of those guys up to take over for PLD, COP, or Harkins, or Vaselinen, like, it, that just doesn't make sense, so, it's time for the Jets to move on from Blake Wheeler, that simple, um, okay, back to the NHL topics, uh, we're gonna go with two of those, actually, I lied, just one of them, uh, should the NHL enforce the dress code, so, early in the season, the Montreal, or, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs said that they could l do things as, like, business casual, super nonchalant, whatever. And they killed that program last week. I think that's dumb. Let NHLers have their style. Look at Cam Newton. That guy is, uh, just has an aura around him. You love to see him dressed up a little bit fun. If you look at, again, take a shot for every time I mention McDavid, because the Oilers fandom's still alive in me, although Jets over Oilers at this point. But either way, um... 
McDavid had this fun suit in his rookie year before he was playing with the Oilers. It was just like a comic book uh, suit. It just said pow and bang and just like old 1950s kind of comic book stuff. I think that sort of stuff is fun. It shows a little bit of personality. And if they want to dress business casual, great. If they've got their own company that they're running, then yeah, they should be able to promote that. They're superstars or they're NHLers. They should be able to... um, should be allowed to advertise something that they're doing. It's not bad. And being in a suit all the time, culture's changed, man. And I don't think the NHL needs to be an old boys club that constantly looks professional all the time. Yeah, I don't want somebody just walking in wearing an Adidas t-shirt and be like, yeah, we're good to go. But business casual or like just look fun. I, I mean, like I'm wearing a sweater and a toque. I think that would be perfectly acceptable as business culture. I mean, uh, one of my bosses, Jay Downton, great follow on Twitter. You got to follow him. Um, I, I, I love him because uh, listening to him talk, he's just like, yeah, I don't wear business suits when I go into big meetings. And like this dude is doing like CEO meetings and like he's no joke. Just rolls in wearing a nation gear sweater, which you should definitely buy some nation gear, uh, nationgear.com. And um just rolls in wearing his nation gear to like Disney CEO businesses. And it is like, what? So yeah, why do millionaire hockey players need to be dressed up if my boss, who is a owning a blogging site, sites showing up to big business meetings looking super nonchalant. So that's the way I look at it. I mean, you look at me, you know, I'm not always trying to dress the sharpest. Sometimes I do, but not all the time. So, I don't know. I think the dress code needs to be lightened up in the NHL. You can settle down there, old boys club. Looking at you, Lou Morello. Not letting guys have beards until the playoffs. Shake my head at you. Um, all right. Uh, this is a question I've been thinking about for a little while here. Who is the Jets' big celebrity pull? And racking my brain, racking my brain. The only person I could think of that's a legitimate celebrity that was famous not because they were a Jets fan, is Don Amaro. The Manitoba country music guy, he won an award with the uh, Manitoba Country Music Awards uh, last weekend. So congrats to you there, Don. But he's the only one I can think of, legitimately. And if I'm wrong, somebody please, please correct me. But I think the Jets need to do something about that. They need to have like a celebrity. Look at the... Uh, Leafs, they've got Justin Bieber, Rangers, Jimmy Fallon, Margot Robbie, a couple people like that. So, like, there's fans all over the place, and it's like, hey, we got the Grey Cup in here, or we got Don Amaro to sing our national anthems. Like, cool. Calgary can get George Canyon, and Edmonton can get Brett Kissel. So, yeah, we're really doing great promoting country artists, but if that's all we're doing, like, ugh pretty lame so the one idea that i do have for the jets organization and if you guys want to steal this idea it's totally free but just like throw me in a little comment be like yeah this guy angus thought of this idea um and it's just whenever there's a movie production in winnipeg give try to give tickets to the big celebrity of that movie it might be the difference between winnipeg being like oh yeah that's a city too yeah the jets and I'm using Liam Neeson as the example because he's the last big star I can remember in Winnipeg for that 
ice trucking movie that had an ice a truck fall in Lake Winnipeg. I really don't remember much of that movie. I fell asleep through it, but there is a movie that has Liam Neeson in it about Winnipeg. So little things like that. If there's a film being filmed in Winnipeg, that should they should be trying to get tickets to the celebrities of that movie. Big or small, you want to be building a fan base. And I think in order to get American fans wanting to check out Winnipeg, it'd be a great thing for tourism Manitoba, be a great thing for Winnipeg itself, and it'd be an amazing thing for Jets for the Jets. So come on guys, start using your noggins if you're uh, if you're looking for better not better fans for big name fans. And like I understand Crappie and Dancing Gabe are fans, but they were fans who became famous for being fans and being unique fans. So love them. And Jesse Pollock, again, I'm kind of whatever about that guy, but he works for TSN, so does he really count as a famous fan? No, not at all. Um Oh. All right, going back to an NHL topic. John Tortorella telling McDavid to shut up about not having calls called on him. John Tortorella, this is a garbage idea from you. Bad take, cold take, don't like it. Why should you say that Connor McDavid, the best player on the planet, you can't even argue with me, is complaining about being tripped, boarded, hooked, etc., 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 zero calls called on the guy. Um, the last I had seen a stat on it was McDavid was like 157th, I believe, or 154th overall on penalties taken or uh, penalties given out because of an infraction. I'm bad explaining this, but long and short, McDavid hasn't drawn that many penalties. He's 150 something. If you watch a game with McDavid, even if you go back to the playoffs last season, I, you watched... I think it was DeMello or Pionk take McDavid out of the knees. What? And it was like, no call. And then, you know, moments later, happens to Logan Stanley. Archibald takes out Logan Stanley at the knees. Penalty called. Right call. And Tortorella telling McDavid to shut up, be grittier, block more shots. That's a garbage call. McDavid should not have to change his change his playing style so the refs will call calls? No. The refs need to stop game managing and they need to call games correctly. If a team takes 18 penalties and they have 36 minutes in power in penalties, sucks to be them. I don't care. If it's slowing down the game, I don't care. If I have to watch 4-on-4 four four hockey for 38 minutes of a game, I don't care. I want to watch hockey that is properly called and even when it comes down to the playoffs, stop calling games poorly. It's stupid, it makes no sense, and it's a bad thing for the NHL. Oh, rules don't matter in the playoffs. Makes no sense. Like, you have to murder a guy to get a penalty in the playoffs? That's stupid. And telling the best players, Mark Scheifele has also been, you know, how many calls have been missed on him? How, the, the Ehlers play last night where Brendan Lemieux need him. Nothing. And I'm mad. Why the hell are we not seeing... NHL refs calling the stupid game. So if you work for the NHL and you happen to be close to the refs association, give me a call. Tell me what is wrong with calling a game correctly. Gary Bettman, you're kind of messing this one up or whoever's running the refs organization. I think that the refs should be evaluated properly. They should be a part of pregame and postgame interviews. 
being asked questions about why aren't you seeing this kind of stuff, and if they're blowing games, they should be fired or sent down to the AHL, CHL, or ECHL, or down to the um, CHL. There it is. Sorry, I'm a little fired up about that. <laughs> uh, going into this week, the Jets have three games, two against the Oilers, a home-and-home. Home. Uh, it's the last game of the Jets' longest homestand of the season. And then they move to Edmonton, take on the Oilers again, and then the Nucks on, I think, Friday or Saturday night next week. Um, so I'm going to say the Jets win one in regulation. They're going to beat the Canucks in regulation. They're going to beat the Oilers in overtime in one game, and they're going to lose to the Oilers in overtime. So they're going to pick up five out of six points. That's my prediction for the week. Uh, I'll explain that more in my betting articles going into this week. Uh, if you haven't read those, those are up at jetsnation.ca. Currently on the season, I am a grand total of five for uh, 24 rough start but we're getting there we can only get better right uh so yeah if you want to read those definitely check them out at jetsnation.ca and moving on to the final part of the night uh the podcast hot and cold performers of the week my personal favorite uh the cold performer of the week actually let's back up before we get to hot and cold performers i want to talk about kyle connor still tied for third in points and tied for third in goals that guy's amazing. He wins the cup. He's going to definitely be a legendary Hall of Famer. He definitely should be part of Team America for the Olympics, assuming he's not injured. And, yeah, you can't say anything negative about that guy. That little red mustache he's rocking, he better rock that for the rest of the year. That guy's looking like a stud. So, shout out to you, Kyle Connor. And, Man, anytime that guy scores, make noise about it on social media because TSN, Sportsnet, they need to be talking about him and how great of a player he is because I don't hear enough love about Kyle Connor. All right, now really moving on to hot and cold performers of the week. My cold performer, it's Joe Rogan. And it's not the typical Joe Rogan, I, I'm shaming you. It's because he said he can perform oral acts on himself. Gross. I don't know why he'd brag about that. I get it, you're flexible, you work hard, dude, but you're in your 50s. Why are you trying to do that to yourself? So, 0 to 10, Joe Rogan, you are my cold performer of the week. And my hot performer of the week, scoring his first ever goal as a Winnipeg Jet, Dylan DeMello. You're a beauty. You deserve the hot performer of the week. Shout out to you, my... Well, you're not my friend, but... You're a cool dude. You play in the NHL, so big congrats on scoring your first ever NHL goal. Well, that's it for me this week on Jets Nation Radio Episode 8. Have yourself a wonderful night, my friends, and or week. Sorry, but it's nighttime for me, and I'm used to doing radio things. So have yourself a great week. Be safe. Be well. Uh, make sure to rate this podcast wherever you listen. If you want to have a question for me, shoot me a message on Instagram, either at Jets Nation's Instagram, or you can shoot me a message on my Instagram or Twitter. Angus Hout is my handles so yeah check those out and uh yeah and uh tell a friend tell a dad tell a mom tell an auntie tell an uncle tell that neighbor down the street about jets nation radio be safe and be well my friends i'll be back next week